show is brought to you by Safety FM. Welcome to Unapologetically Bold, I'm Not Sorry For. If you are a person that is tired of apologizing for being you, you know, the human part of you that sometimes feels like it has to be different at home versus work versus play, the human side that just wants to be hot, humble, open, and transparent about your wants, desires, and uniqueness. If you answered yes, this is for you. Join me, Emily Elrod, as I dive into conversations with amazing guests about what they are not sorry for in creative and loving ways. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another Unapologetically Bold, I'm Not Sorry For. And I am so blessed today to have one of my newest friends with me, June. Thank you so much for joining me. Emily, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. And listen, while we were backstage, you said an amazing prayer. Just always continues to lift my spirit. And, and this is the second time we've had the opportunity to interact. And I can tell you, uh, this magic to be made here. Magic to be made here. Amen. And I just, it's so funny how it all comes together. It's not funny. I call it divine. But just how we get connected. And you just knew somebody that I knew. And she's like, hey, you got to meet June. I'm like, okay. And um, she connected us. And it's just, it, it really is, it's, it is magic whenever you, and that's the thing that I always say is we don't have to be like heart or like minded, but being lighthearted and in this mission for, for people, for being better. And, and basically on this one is being unapologetically bold and walking out what we know that we're designed for. So, um, June, for people that don't know who you are, um, can you just give a little background about who's June Archer? Well, simply, Emily, I'm a kid who grew up in a small town, Windsor, Connecticut. Uh, right outside of Hartford, Connecticut, a small suburb, who had dreams of becoming Michael Jackson. And for me, I I love everything music, I love everything performance, and had the opportunity to start a, a boy band with a couple of friends of my classmates. And we went on to perform in every showcase, every talent show that you could think of, even when we were just lip syncing songs before we even started putting any kind of choreography to it. And it led us to the opportunity to win a talent show that gave us the first prize, and that was performing at the world-famous Apollo Theater in Harlem, New York. And it was such an amazing experience. And from there, we got discovered, got a record deal, and went on to put out songs, and be on BET, VH1, MTV, uh, The Box, and radio stations all across the world. And it was there that we realized our dreams came true. And while I was doing that, I was in school studying communications, mass media. I was a soccer player. I wanted to go on and play at a higher level, but the music was just talking to me. And with any, you know, VH1 story, Emily, too much, too fast, too soon. Uh, about three years into what we were doing as a group, we self, you know, self-destructed. And I found myself at a place where I had to figure out what the next step was going to be. And I went back into corporate America where I had started right out of high school while I was on my way. Uh, to getting the record deal. And during that time, a friend of mine, her mom was my manager. And I was there, I was doing my work, I was working in death benefits. And one day she came to me and she said, you know what, um, we should have a one-on-one -on -one in the conference room. And now I'm saying to myself, Emily, we're not, we're not, we're not scheduled to have a one-on-one. -on -one. I wonder what I could have done. And I'm trying to think about what 
might have happened, any transaction. Uh, maybe I didn't give someone enough money. Maybe I gave someone too much money. Maybe I didn't get a, a proper death certificate. All these things are running into my mind. She sits me down in the conference room. And she says, uh, you're doing a great job here. We love you. You, you. you fit in. And of course, your mind starts to do one is because you, you've heard about these statements when you get ready to lose your job in the movies, right? <laughs> we love you. You're doing great. And I'm saying to myself, what did I, what could I have possibly have done? And she says to me, you haven't done anything. Uh, but I want you to, you know, take a week off because you never take any time off. And when you come back, I want you to give you two weeks notice. Absolutely floored. And she says, let me put your mind at ease. You don't belong here. You should be doing something else. But you don't belong here. This is not it for you. And and sometimes, Emily, we don't ever realize or pay attention to the road signs along our journey and pay attention because sometimes pride and ego gets in the way. And of course, pride and ego could have been in the way. Said, no, this, well, I got nothing else to do and I, this is it and I, I want to be here and listen to the road signs. Some people may see greatness in you in those moments when you can't see greatness in yourself. And I took that week off and I went to a music seminar in the Dominican Republic. I got to re-establish relationships that I had when I was in the music business coming, coming up. And someone came to me and said, man, what are you doing? Looking for you. Love for you to, um, you know, see what you got going on when we get back to New York. And I'm like, well, I don't really have anything going on. I think I just lost my job. And they said, well, when you get back, give me a call. I'll have a job for you. And I'm thinking, wow, great. This is awesome. Get ready to leave this one. Have another job. And maybe I can do some marketing or promotions. I could, I could do some artist development. Well, once you know, Emily, I had the opportunity to go back to the same company that I was working with as an artist and became the president of the label. And at that point, I had the opportunity to work with Jay-Z, Beyonce, 50 Cent, Chris Brown, Mario, Marion, Jim uh, Class Heroes, and, the, and the, the list goes on and on and on. And realizing that, once again, God puts people in your path. You just have to pay attention to the road sign. And that was, that was who June Archer is. I was a recording artist turned music executive and now author, motivational teacher, philanthropist. And um, I just love giving back. I love pouring into people. I love uh, life coaching. I, I love putting together events that bring together people uh, for the one common cause of just, listen, spreading love and spreading love to our, our communities. So that's, that's who June Arch is in a nutshell. I love it. And I think it flows so greatly with what you're not sorry for. So let's just, let's hop into that. What are you no longer apologizing for? Oh, man, I'm glad you asked this question. Um, I was just speaking at a couple of conferences over the past couple of weeks. And one of the things I realized uh, over the past year and a half, I'm not apologizing for my dopeness. And what I mean dopeness, I tell people, walk in your dopeness, walk in your greatness. Stop. What we what, what has happened, Emily? And, and, and follow me. Tell, tell me if you, if you understand where I'm going with this. But we have been taught, almost brainwashed to... Listen, you have to be humble. Be careful what you say. You don't want to offend anybody. Keep, you know, keep it, keep it down. You, you don't always have to, you know, share all your wins and all your success. Like, you know how that comes off? It seems if you're coming off and you're conceited, you're, you're arrogant. No, no. I want to dispel that right now. If you do not walk in your dopeness, if you do not walk in your greatness and shine your light, how can you be a beacon of light for those who are looking to you? to be the motivation and inspiration for their life, for their journey, because they see you do it. 
and they want to do what you do. And sometimes they want to do even better than what you've done because they know where you've been. But if you never sign that light, if you never become that GPS system for people looking to, to fulfill a dream or a goal, what are you really doing? And, and here's the thing. When I learned about it, Emily, I was doing an interview uh, for the New England Patriots, my favorite team. And the public relations person came up to me and she said, oh, June, you did an amazing job. You're really good. And it was at that moment, I was still carrying the burden of what we've been brainwashed to think. And I said, I don't, I don't want to come off, you know, arrogant or anything, but thank you. I Like, I, I do this for real. Like, I'm really good. Like, I'm dope at this. And she, and she says, oh, no, no need to be apologetic. I want you to be great. The last thing I want is for you to be terrible and you and you're interviewing my clients i want you to be great why would i why would i want to give you a job why would anybody want to give you a job if you if you aren't good at it if you hey i'll try to do my best or i'm not certain i want to do it you don't want to hire that person you don't even want to work with that person and at that moment emily i said to myself i have to moving forward walk in my greatness even if i have to preface it by saying listen it may rub you the wrong way but I'm good at this. Like I do this. I put in the 10,000 hours that Malcolm Gladwell talks about. Mm -hmm. I am good. like I put in the I've, I've dedicated my time and my life, blood, sweat, and tears to be the best that I could be. I may not be the best, but I am the best at doing what I do right now, right here along my journey. And you're going to share it with people. So I'm not apologizing for being dope. I'm not apologizing for putting in so much work in the music business or apologizing for putting in so much work as an author and motivational teacher and going out and speaking to people and trying to evangelize and, and speak life and energy into them, teaching them glass half full instead of half empty. I'm no longer being apologetic about it. Mm, I love every bit about this. And it makes me think of somebody I talked to the other day and She's like, yeah, I put my skills up against any top. She's a consultant. She's like any top leadership consultant in the world. She goes, and and if you don't, you don't need to be doing your job. Like, right. and that's that right. was something I was like, yeah, like my skills. I know I've been ranked top ten in the nation, whatever. But it is, it's that humility. It's like that struggle. Like, and now it's more like, okay, here's my wins. Like, and I even tagged you on a post on it. Like, I struggle with this. Like. But one thing that you said to me that just, oh, it just hit my heart and I hope it hits everybody like, hope it almost like smacks you in the face. But what you said is if you belittle your blessings, you'll block your blessings. Mm -hmm. And how much that hit home to me on, I don't, I want to look a certain way for people and I don't want them to be like, oh, she's braggadocious and like, she's just, a, but no, I'm good at what I do, but that's what I know I'm good at. You know, it doesn't mean that right. I can't learn and I can't grow and that I'm just a, this amazing human being. All but dang, I am at, at my strengths, what I believe my God gave me to do and walk out with my purpose. I'll put it up against anybody because I know. Anybody. I know anybody. I can do it. So that's one thing I'd love for you to like help people understand, like, how do we get past this? Like, how do we walk in our greatness? Like, we're designed for it. <laughs> We are designed for it. And it has to start from the top, Emily. When you wake up in the morning, I tell people all the time, start with gratitude. Just be thankful that you woke up. You have to understand, somebody didn't wake up this morning. Those who woke up this morning may not make it through the day. And then those who woke up this morning made through the day may not make it home. And then the cycle continues. They'll make it home, but they may not wake up tomorrow morning. So start with gratitude. And when you wake up and you have the opportunity, Take a look at yourself. Mm -hmm. Some people are like, oh, well, I wake up in the morning, I don't even look in the mirror. 
Okay, we're not even talking for the vanity purpose of it. Look in the mirror, look at yourself and tell yourself, I am, I am just grateful to wake up. Thank you for waking me up this morning. You are beautiful. You are handsome. You are amazing. You are dope. You are all the affirmations that are positive that you can give to yourself. Walk in those in that moment because that's what you're going to carry with you for the rest of the day. No matter anything happens, good, bad, or indifferent, you walk with that. And in those moments where the tire goes flat or you're late for work or you get pulled over for no reason, you can walk back to those that affirmation and say, I am blessed. I am amazing. I am dope. I, go back and just start from the top. And just remember how you started your day. But if you can't start your day that way, the rest of the day, the devil is hard at work. But guess what? He can't be defeated. The devil is a liar. But you have to rebuke him in those moments. And the only way to rebuke him is to start back at the top and say, I'm so glad I woke up this morning and the possibilities are endless. I'm going to put my best foot forward, think glass half full, and I'm going to try to figure out a way to be a blessing to somebody today. Mm. And that blessing may just be just telling that person, you know, hey, Emily, how you doing? I'm doing great. June, how you doing? I'm good. I woke up this morning. And so did you. Imagine that. That one little piece that plants that seed in that person to say, I woke up this morning and I'm blessed. And so are you. Just imagine what you do for that person for their day. You don't know if that person is struggling with addiction. If they're struggling with mental health. They're struggling with any physical ailments. Just that one piece of inspiration or motivation or love telling them that you love them before you get off the phone with them goes a long way so powerful especially with the love aspect on it because we know that from some of the research like people those affirmations backfire but it's because they don't believe in themselves you know and that's the thing is like you have to love yourself first before you can love others and people are like oh gosh she's about to talk about this again but like that's my whole message on anything I do. And the reason why is because I know even from a health standpoint, from a performance standpoint, it killed, it literally about killed me because I was, I didn't love myself. I put myself in situations that did not value me. And then from the shame of those situations, I about died. And so I think it's so powerful to learn to love and care so that you can see your greatness. You can walk it out. And the one thing that you actually did say also on top of that is start your morning off literally halfway through the day today. This right here is my book. I know that listeners can't see it, but it it's my it's my morning journal. And it, it literally every day I do my gratitude, my intentions, my steps and my ask. I'm a person of faith. So ask um, God says ask and he'll deliver. So um, I ask God if it's in his will, you know, whatever it may be. And, but middle of the day, I was like, I've been prepared for my day and I had to stop. Because I've learned that I'm not ready for things that can come at me as much. Um, what have you seen in, in the practices of walking after greatness, like these affirmations and believing them, truly believing them and not letting your mind spiral? Or like you said, I love that you said rebuke the devil. And even if you're not a person of faith, just rebuke it. Just say like whatever you, you subscribe to or whatever you believe in, just still rebuke it. Um, Make space for it. So what what would you say is like another great step that we can do to walk out in our dopeness? Oh, and those people who are watching or listening, you, you may not be spiritual. Maybe, uh, you know, you are more um, 
in the faith space in the different. But here's the one thing I know that you can you can you can say you could use. It, it is definitely from the word, but no weapon formed against me shall prosper. No weapon. That means no person, no thing, no place. They cannot do anything to you that is going to do any harm to you. That's why we said the, the devil's a liar. And once you once you realize that, you can walk from there and knock anything out, any obstacle, any roadblock, any, 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 any person or thing. And it allows you to put your horse blinders on so that you can walk in your greatness. You can walk in your blessings. Your steps are ordered, but you have to put the work in to make sure that you shut things off from the left to the right and focus on your dreams, goals, and aspirations. I think that's so powerful in the aspect of continuing it on and knowing your greatness. Um, so did people speak greatness into you growing up? Oh, at, at every turn, at every turn. So here's the thing, my parents, they would say to me, make sure you live good with people. Be the best that you can be. My grandparents will always tell me that they love me. Told me always tell me that they love me, my brother, my cousins. When you talk about speaking life, it's not always the positive things that they're telling you. It's the interaction that they give, right? It's the interaction that you have. It's the bonds that you are creating, right? Some people, you need the, oh, I love you, you're great. Oh, I love you, you're great, you're beautiful, you're awesome. Sometimes just providing the environment of greatness allows you to plant that seed. And when that seed is planted, your parents will, will put, pour water on it. The people in your village will add a little sunlight to it. They'll speak to it, right? It's no different than the plant and you're watching it grow. So for me, it was my village. I realized as I got older, like there was a village around me that wouldn't allow me to lose. It wouldn't allow me to, to, to you know, you're going to, you're going to backslide. You're going to have bad days. But when you are surrounded with people who want to see you win, and this is an important piece, Emily, you have to surround yourself with those people, right? One of my favorite sayings I say it all the time, almost every every time I do an interview or podcast, if you hang with nine broke friends, you're bound to be the 10th one. So if you flip that and you hang with nine positive, nine amazing, nine dreamers, you are going to be the temple. You never want to be the odd man or woman out. You want to put yourself in a position where even if I lose, even if I have to pull up my bootstraps, I'm in the environment to make it happen. These people will not allow me to lose. That's where you have to find yourself. That's why, <laughs> here's the thing. Two days ago was the first day of spring. Now's the time, this week, as you're watching this, as, you, as you're listening, do some spring cleaning. This will allow you to walk in your greatness. This will allow you to walk in your dopeness, to be able to inspire and motivate to shine your light. Because now you have to get rid of these things that, that may be like clothes, right? These people are like clothes. These things are like clothes. These relationships are like clothes. And, and what, what do I mean, Emily? That means some of them are out of style. They, they, you can't wear what you wore last year, so they, you know, they they're just not in season. They're not in fashion. They don't fit anymore. They're a little too tight. They're a little too short, right? These are the relationships that they they won't allow you to grow. There's no room to grow when you when you, when you pull the pants. You realize I've outgrown these things. I, I got to get rid of them. Maybe you got to donate them to somebody else. Maybe you got to get rid of them. Some of these relationships and things you may have to put on the shelf. You can revisit them at another time, but right now in this season, you don't need them. You. you you, 
You may want them, but you don't need them, right? Because we may have to go back and, and say, you know what? I, I realize I forgave this person or I, I'm in a better place and I can take that relationship down from the, from the, from the closet. And I could, I, could, I could cultivate it and nurture it differently than I did when I, when I put it up when I, I didn't know how to handle it, right? So you got to do some spring cleaning. You got to throw a few things away. You got to make room for more things. You got to make room for better relationships, for more connections, for more business, for more opportunity. If you continue to covet things, especially things that are not good for you, you don't have any room to receive your blessings. Therefore, you are blocking your blessings. Mm, so powerful. Um, and it makes me think of this. Greatness attracts greatness. That it's it's we talk about sphere of influence and the science aspect of it. But in, re in reality, and I love. OK, so my listeners are like. I say the exact same thing all the time. If you're around nine broke people, you're about to be the 10th one. Um, so I love that you said that. They're like, oh, yes. Now, I've actually never heard June say that. So can you tell how much we're connected without even knowing? Um, but the other thing that I wrote from what you said earlier, too, that I've found is you said that people get too much, too fast, too soon. Mm. How much that hurts greatness whenever people... And I'm seeing this a lot. I see this from the millennial generation big time. But because we have these instant gratifications, we have to wait it out. We have to do some of these things like talk about that and some of the barriers that stop our greatness or block our blessings in the or our dopeness in the process. I think two two pivotal things, Emily, the fear of failure. And believe it or not, the fear of success. And that was that was that was me and my group, the fear of success is what was the, the, the cancer uh, that allowed us to fall way before we were able to reach our fullest potential, right? Some people say, oh, the fear of failure, the fear of failure. You don't want to, yeah, but the fear of failure will allow you and put you in a, in a, in a great headspace to want to do better than you did yesterday because you don't want to fail, right? But here's the thing, success works the same way, right? Because sometimes you feel like you got to this point, you don't deserve it. Or you got to this point and you don't appreciate it, right? So the fear that you hear and, you, and you're doing all these things, you on TV, and your, your record is playing on the radio, you're all over the place. And guess what? You have the opportunity and the and the audacity to complain about it. You have, oh, we're up too early. We're up too late. We got when do we gotta travel? Why do we gotta do this? Why we gotta sing? But so you you, you don't appreciate it. But you're successful. So the fear of success is be careful what you ask for. You just might get it. And when you get it, what are you going to do with it? The only way to combat the fear of success and the fear of failure is to go back to exactly what we talked about. Being gracious, having gratitude at the beginning of the day and just saying, thank you so much for allowing me to have this day, to have these things in my life. Because guaranteed, there are people there are people, Emily, who would love to have the car that you have that is broken down. They just want to have a ride with the opportunity to get it fixed. There are so many people who you don't love him and he doesn't love you. Or does he? But they would love to have that problem just to be in the company of someone who could hold their hand. I don't know if my boss likes me. I don't really like this work. My coworker is always looking at me funny. But there's someone who wouldn't mind being looked at funny because they've been out of work for so long. 
You have to be able to appreciate where you are in the moment. Love the moment. All we have is the moments in our day. Today is not a bad day. If you had a, you can't say you had a bad day. You had a bad moment. And at that point, go back to the affirmation and say, I woke up this morning. I thank God I woke up this morning. I have, a, I have the opportunity to do anything I want to do. And this is just a moment. I, I stubbed my toe or I fell down, I slipped. It's, this is just a moment, but it does not define my day. It doesn't define my journey. It doesn't define my life or my legacy. And then you keep moving forward. Do y'all see why I love him? Like, June, like you just speak my language. I love it. I have so much gratitude for you. I have so much gratitude for your heart and for you. One of the things that my listeners know a lot is about my desire for not just the next generation, but for seven generations to come for the impact of them, for them to understand. Because what if more people walked out in their greatness or started to slowly understand it? And so I guess this is one of my, um, well, I got another final question, but this is one of my last, like, how can we, how can you help? Um, or maybe give advice or invite somebody to think differently on preparing themselves for greatness, getting, getting it even before you're great, preparing yourself for what is to come. All right. So it's really, and, 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 and forgive me when I say it's really simple, I promise you it is easier than you think. You cannot, I don't know anybody who has, but you cannot have a testimony without going through a test, right? You have to be tested. But here's the thing, Emily, those who are listening and watching, I want you to really follow where I'm going with this. In order to have a testimony, you have to be tested. You have to go through something. You have to get over something. You got to go around something. You have to be tested to get the testimony. But here's the thing that no one tells you. You never have to pass the test with flying colors. There is no one who's got a 100% on this test that we call life. But you're going to have to go through something. But never pass on the opportunity because you don't feel like you can pass the test. You are going to go through some things. There will be days that will be difficult, hurtful. Uh, I have a book that I wrote. It's called Yes, Every Day Can Be a Good Day. Not every day will be a good day. Not every day will be a rosy day. But the definitive word, the operative word here is can. Yes, every day can be a good day, depending on how you look at it. If you look at it half empty, instead of looking at it glass half full, then you're going to get glass half empty, right? But understand, the only way you pass this test, you don't, you don't have to have 100, once again, you can get an 85. I don't know anybody who has passed this test except for the most high. But don't be afraid. Don't pass on the opportunity to be great because you are afraid to take the test. Because here's what happens when you have a testimony. The people who are watching you, the people who are waiting for you to shine your light, but to, for, for you to be the lighthouse, for you to be the GPS, that you can be as transparent as you possibly can to share your journey with them, to let them know, yes, I've lost a loved one. Yes, I've lost my job. I've lost my home. I've even, I've even lost my mind at times. I've been divorced. I've had a miscarriage. I've, I've hurt somebody. I've made someone angry. 
be as transparent as you possibly can so that you can help someone navigate their waters. Just like the lighthouse, what does the lighthouse do? It allows people from a distance to see where they're going, whether it's troubled water, whether it's fog, whether it's rain, whatever it is, that is allowing them to not get to where they need to get to immediately, that they have to look at the lighthouse, allows them to see, because guess what? That lighthouse is sort of a GPS, right? So I want you listening and watching, be a GPS system. We put our faith in these devices, whether it's Google Maps, whether it's whatever, whatever app that allows you to get from point A to point B, you type it in and you follow the instructions. Be that for someone, be that for a young person. You know the obstacles, you know the roadblocks, you know the speed bumps, you know the detours. If you share that, you allow that person to get to their destination, get to their greatness, get to their dreams and goals on a in a timely fashion. Sometimes you give it to them so good, guess what? You give them the alternate route that gets them there even quicker. Right? Amen to that one. Be the GPS system, be that light, but never, never allow someone to encourage you to dim your light. That's gonna block your blessing. And, and, and they want you to dim your light because you're shining brighter than them. You're shining and you're not allowing them to shine. That has nothing to do with you. That is not your responsibility because there are way more people that need you to shine your light than there are the haters that don't want you to shine your light because you're because they feel like they're dimming yours. But mm. if you're that beacon of light, if you are that GPS system, imagine how many people you can motivate and inspire to be great, to be dope, to be everything that they can be because you were transparent enough and had the courage to shine your light and be the beacon because that testimony is what is gonna sit on their heart and let them know, wow, June went through this, I could do it. Emily went through this, I could do it. And that is how you become a blessing to someone. And guess what? At the end of the day, when you do that, it comes back a hundredfold. Amen to that one. I love every bit of this. Ugh. You're speaking my language. You're speaking to my heart. It's just, I feel so, talk about my cup. It runneth over right now. Thank you so much for this. So I guess the final question is, um, people love hearing this. They want to learn more. Like, can they connect with you? What are you, what are you up to lately? How can they learn more about what June Archer is doing and just be able to um, get some of that, that light beacon of hope possibly from, from your walk? Emily, I daily, uh, if you follow me on any social media, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, I make sure I, I lead with lead the day with uh, an affirmation, something positive, something that we could all learn from. Every day, except for Saturday and Sunday, I leave that time open for family, unless something really inspires me. But Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, if you log in, check in, follow, you will find something that hopefully will inspire and motivate you, encourage you. And, you know, you go right to my website, IamJuneArcher.com. I'm getting ready to launch a course on the definitive art of networking, uh, also branding. And I do a lot of life coaching. Uh, I have my two books out. Yes, every day can be a good day. The keys to success that lead to an amazing life. And also a children's book of inspiration called Yes, You Can, with two other books on the way, After You Say Yes and Yes, I Do. So just, you know, inspiration for people who have fallen in love, people who have fallen in love and they want to continue, but they always forget the reason why 
they love the individual to begin with in the first place. So it's just we're just trying to inspire and motivate people to just be be in love with themselves, be in love with someone that they hold near and dear. Love as many people as you can in your village, in your community. And if we do that, it's infectious. It's infectious. So everything is at June Archer, J-U-N-E-A-R-C-H-E-R. And the website is IamJuneArcher.com. I love it. Thank you so much, June. Thank you for all that have listened in. I hope you have an amazing day. And I know that you had to be blessed from this because it totally blessed me. Um, June, you're an awesome, dope human being. And I don't think I've ever said that on here at all, but I'm going to say it. So thank As you are as well. And I have to say this, Emily. Thank you. Thank you. Your energy. I see it. Your love. I see it. And I'm going to be praying for you. Uh, the love that you have those who if they haven't seen it already watching and listening um it's a breath of fresh air to even sit and share a platform with someone like yourself who is all about cultivating and making sure we maintain a healthy state of mind uh, because these aren't these are interesting times right they aren't the best of times but guess what and this too shall pass we will get through and the best way to get through is to align yourself with like-minded individuals not that you all have to think alike right but they all want to see the better things in life they all want to walk in their purpose walk in their dopeness and walk in their greatness so i thank you so much uh because of the universe the universe knows how to put people together and when you put your energy out it, it comes back so i i thank you and i'm not surprised because i i know now that i know your energy and i know my energy this was supposed to happen uh when it happened so thank you so much and um blessings upon you and your family during these interesting times and we'll be praying for you and just stay safe i love you sis love you too thank you so much and thank you for all that listened in y'all have a blessed one thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of unapologetically bold i'm not sorry for if this touched you in any way please like and subscribe and share with your friends as we continue the message of being unapologetically bold by being hot humans who are humble, open, and transparent. See you next time.